So we're covering a movie that's all about that sweet, sweet, badass speed. Or perhaps a need for speed, Jordan. I so got you got a need for speed. I, got I don't know, fast need. racing story or some kind of speed story. Heck yeah. I am yeah. so reckless. Just like a couple weeks ago, definitely got hit by a car on my skateboard. Hmm. And uh, yeah, no, it was actually rather humorous to be completely honest because I was just like off to the bars and I just <laughs> pointed my finger at her. I was like, I'm taking down your information. You should have like, I gotta go. You should have been like, let's keep the cops out of it. Let's keep the insurance out of it. Nobody needs that deductible. You're paying for my beers. That's it. I'm going to the watering hole. You got yeah, the first round. Let's go. Asked her for 50 bucks. No, she actually made a claim and I got a settlement. And so I bought another skateboard. So yeah, it was just a huge, you know. With better trucks? Did you get better wheels? I just got a different one. I got mm. a different longboard. But um, yeah, this happens to me like once a year. So it's at least out of the way for 2020. Um, wait, yeah. Somebody hits you wait, on wait, your wait, skateboard. You, you get hit by a, on your skateboard once a year, or like my bicycle, or I just like biff it really bad. I do have a need for speed. If it, if I, I like to go fast. I just do. So okay, so you're saying you like to throw on the skateboard. Meanwhile, people enjoy hitting you while you're on your skateboard. As that well. is, I, it is, okay. it is reckless. I got taken out by your driver door like a couple summers ago, and just like Oof. got ragdolled into the street on my bicycle, and it was gnarly. So. Yeah. Have you ever considered that if there's another entity out there, they're trying to tell you this is not the way you should travel? I think it's the universe being like, maybe wear a helmet. And so I should definitely do that. (laughs) Dave, didn't somebody take you out while you were on your bicycle? Didn't you get thrown over the hood? Do you remember this? You used to work at the video store and you got taken out? I did did get, uh, I did hit a car. (laughs) I was racing and I did hit a a car on its side and kind of like flipped a little bit. And then I just got back on and sped away because I'm like, I got to get to work. (laughs) So, is that still called a hit and run if you take somebody's car out with your bicycle and you take off? Well, they technically came to my space. So if if we pursued it, I would have had a, a good case against them. But I was oh, they just, pulled I, in the bike lane or whatever? Something like yeah. Uh, yeah. but I didn't I mean I was I wasn't hurt. I could clearly go. I'm like, ah eh, fuck, I gotta go. Oh fudge. You know what's happening out there is an insurance agent that's on the other side. He just broke his pencil listening to this. He goes, Statue of Limitations, I could have got you, David. Why didn't you tell the story ten years ago? It's been like 20 Address. years, so I mean, you know. Yeah, there were podcasts 20 years ago, maybe but Yeah, years ago. about 20 years ago, yeah. if you were on Overland Avenue in Los Angeles and you hit a guy Dude, on the How could you exist 20 years ago when you're only 20 years old? What are you talking about? I was like five. Oh. Which makes sense why he hit a car. <laughs> so, Phil, the need for speed, is there a tie-in to this week's movie? Did anybody of discover course. it as a tie-in? There is. Well, wait, did we already tell them what movie we're going to review? No, not yet. Not at all. Should I break the news? (laughs) Well, we're going to cover Days of Thunder. And so why is there a connection to the phrase need for speed? Jordan can can tell everybody. uh, My real bit needs to be about how I I watch iconic movies shamefully for the first time. Mm. And uh, Top Gun was it about two weeks ago? Didn't realize all of these quotes that we use all the time. At least I do all the time. Came from that movie. You know what? So we've been looking for a permanent segment for you. That should be it. It should be it. the it should be the savage shame. And then we'd be like, which iconic movie did you watch this week and then tell us about it? <laughs> I think you it's know, perfect. <laughs> you know what? I'm done giving shame because I over the pandemic I filled in a lot of gaps of movies I should have watched ages ago. So I I'm kind of past that. Like putting shame on anybody for missing things. movie yeah. shame yeah show show watching shame 
But you know what? Here, here's the thing. I I put off watching Top Gun until my twenties, and it wasn't men; it was women who always had to get me to watch this move that movie. And yeah, the volleyball the, scene. It, Hello. It, it's not the it's not the movie we're covering, but things later. Like I'm overrated. I'm sorry. Top Gun is not that great of a movie. It's not bad, but it's overrated. Wow. Yeah. All right, to Top Gun. Before we seriously get started, I do need to let people know that this episode is brought to you by Experts Exchange, the original technology community. If you're into IT, listen up. This might literally be the answer to all your problems. I know I'm not the only one who's been stuck on a problem at work. We've all been there. We all do the same thing when it happens. Google or DuckDuckGo. And then we end up finding a guy in a random forum who posted an answer to our question 10 years ago. And we just like, we have to trust that he's right. If you trust the wrong person, you could be putting your organization and yourself at risk. What if there was a group of people you knew that you can trust? That's Experts Exchange, or E-E-E-E. It's a community of thousands of tech professionals who have been helping each other solve problems for 25 years. Many of their members are highly accomplished with titles like Microsoft MVP and Oracle Ace, to name a few. But you don't have to be an expert on E-E. You just have to be willing to help. Oh, and no one can be an expert in everything. That's why you need to surround yourselves with people you can trust. Right now, listeners of this podcast can join EE completely free for seven days. Just go to e-e.com to get started. That's e-e.com and let them know Binge Watchers sent you. And now on to home video headlines. Jim Carrey says he's retiring from acting. Thoughts? You know, if I if if this was a heyday when I was fifteen, I would have been heartbroken. But I mean, he hasn't really done anything of note in a while. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get through it. So I have just one that's my favorite, and like you know, we I I will not ever bring up Christmas <laughs> for John until it's mm. the time of the year. But um, I never really was just too much of a fan, to be completely honest, outside of. Grinch. So, oh, I, I was actually a huge fan. I mean, he was he came out with his big movies right when I was the perfect age for it. So, I mean, right. Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, uh, you know, The Mask, like those were all my sweet spot that age I came, they came out. But right, you know, he he had his moment in the sun. I mean, you know, sure, great movies and great movies. Right, they just weren't yeah. like you know my my highlight reel. So. Yeah, no, I mean, Eternal Sunshine is like, I mean, genuinely, Superman. I think he was robbed of an Oscar for that movie. Like, not, not even exaggerating. I love that movie. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a crappy movie to retire on. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I mean, it's, but there, I mean, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But if it's like the first movie, at least it's going to be a hit. I mean, but I mean, how many pe- how many people in the entertainment industry say they're going to retire only to come back and do something within two years? I mean, Steven Soderbergh well, said he was retiring and then already made movies. All right, like <laughs> maybe because I just came out of the pre-roll and then like immediately launched into the Jim Carrey without a pause. But like, I mean, Jim Carrey's like a a good funny actor. Like he's got a lot of clout behind his name, right? So like, I do like Jim Carrey, and uh, I feel like he has a couple more stories to tell. Um. He said he might stick around for the Dolly Parton biopic because Dolly Parton has one of her close friends or somebody she'll work with that she thinks he should he should play. Like, I don't know if it's like an agent, a manager, or somebody on her team, or hmm. I, I I don't know I don't know everybody in Dolly Parton's life, so I didn't I didn't recognize the name when I read who the 
who he's supposed to be if they make that movie. Um, and then forced to step away from acting, but nonetheless leaving acting, Bruce Willis, officially diagnosed with aphasia, which is some kind of like neurological condition, I guess, and it affects communication skills and ability to read and comprehend language or something. I don't know. I don't know if that adds to like a level of confusion. So now you think back on like a decade of bit parts and like it all has a correlation. And I know he was like, I mean, to be fair, we were even making Bruce Willis jokes when they announced that they were going to do the Bruce Willis actor award. So, but now there's a reason for it. But I also thought like, I can relate to to Clint Eastwood. Um, Jordan, did you ever watch Cry Macho or did you hear about that movie? Like it's like Mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood's last movie and he's like 95 right and like so there's like scenes in the movie where he's acting with um dwight yoakam who's this you know dwight yoakam the country singer no okay Mm-mm. so anyway they're having like a scene together and like there's like pain on dwight yoakam's face like and like he's a he's a pretty good actor too but like the pain on his face is like the and i'm looking through it right and i'm like seeing through the veil of acting and i'm like in my in, in my speculation his face is really saying I really feel bad for Clint Eastwood. Like, why is he trying to force himself to act through this movie? And, like, and Clint Eastwood has a look on his face like, I just want to sit down. I'm in so much pain right now. I don't want to stand up for this four-minute scene and deliver this dialogue. And I'm like, and then 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 I'm, like, having these crazy fantasies, like, oh, the Eastwood family wants to keep him working until he's dead. (laughs) You know know what I mean? And, like, like, uh, but supposedly he's not sharing any money with the family, but I don't know if that's true. But so, like, Bruce Willis, it's like, so I could imagine he'd just keep working for his family too, but like, why didn't they say something sooner? I don't understand why. I mean, maybe it was embarrassing. I don't know. I I mean, I've got to be honest. I mean, the timing of it sounds to me like they just literally that weekend before they had the Razzie Awards, which they had a whole category because he made seven movies in 2021. Yeah. So I think it was kind of like, I think embarrassed. I mean, my theory, I, I don't know this to be true, but my theory is that happened. You know, they kind of wanted to step in front of it because he it's he's kind of at the rate he's going without an explanation, it's kind of becoming a joke. So I think they wanted to step in front of it and say, Hey, look, this I'm stepping away. This is what's happening. You know, um, because there's because they're they were saying uh there's some rumors. I don't again, I don't know it to be true, but they were saying he's doing a lot of these movies to kind of like bank up, you know, have a nest egg for his family and that kind of mm. thing respectable but not if you're going out on something like sonic the hedgehog 2 <laughs> that's your legacy jim anybody under the age of 25 is going to be like do you mean the guy from sonic the hedgehog which is so All sad right. <laughs> oh man i mean it made money people enjoyed that movie i, I was just not <laughs> jordan do you know about the legacy of the crow movies um i mean I've, I've heard of the crow but i've never seen it so the crow's only superpower really is like coming back from the dead. I don't think he really has any other powers. The ability to walk between being alive and being dead. And obviously his sidekick is literally a crow. But his name is Eric Draven. Draven? Draven? I don't know. It was a comic book. Then in the 90s, it was like the last movie of Brandon Lee, right? Who like, they had like a stunt accident and it killed him. And it's like, so so the movie's like, oh, one of those... Famous Hollywood curses, you know. Um, but they're going to make it now with Bill Skarsgård, who played It. Mm, love, love me some Bill Skarsgård. And they knew It, anyway. Yeah. 
uh, Netflix original, like when they first started coming out with them, um, what is it called? Hemlock Grove. It's pretty good. Another vampire it's a werewolf, werewolf show. show. It's mm-hmm. a werewolf, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. He's in that show. Yeah, he's um he's like the vampire. They they come from like this really wealthy family. Um, so like, course, did that show, vampire is always loaded? Wait, what? I said, Wait, I'm counting f bombs. Dave threw one at the beginning, and I threw one now. So that's, yeah, that's two in fifteen minutes. We're like, um, I was just asking, did that show become good? Because I think I watched it when it first came out. I got five episodes in, and then I cut. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I liked it, but you know, who can, I'm, I'm yeah. Who can complain when you're looking at Bill Skarsgård? Let's be real. Uh, maybe that's. Yeah. Wait, but are you confusing the Skarsgårds? Because Bill's the younger one and Alexander's the yes. older brother. Yeah. Right? Oh, and I'd love yeah, me it's... some Alexander too, but mm. like, no, Bill Skarsgård is, is the vampire. And, and uh, their dad is the other Skarsgård, the, the Papa Skarsgård. <laughs> he was in Pirates of the Caribbean movies and um, man, the other Skarsgård, Bill, yeah. There's three brothers. Alexander, I think it was Alexander is their father. He's like, he goes way back to like Danish movies and, you know, their heritage. Um, Wait, there's an actor for Skellen? Yeah, they're they're like an acting legacy. Their father is um, Bill Skarsgård? No, or... uh, No, Skellen is the dad. He was was in Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, too. He was the father of uh, Will, if anybody remembers... His no, man. articles all over. Oh, him. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well. Stellan. Stellan, thank you. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't he in Dune too? Isn't he like the? I think so. The yeah, emperor that they kill. Yeah. yeah. Or try to at least they attempted to. With the poison. I know the name of that clan, and I'm like, I can't think of the name. It starts with an H. Dang it! I used to be really tight I- with all my Dune names. Damn like, it. <laughs> Harkin or like, something like Harkin. Yeah. I want to read I want to read the books. I I don't know. After watching it, I was like sucked in. I'm I'm loving it. Children of Dune is probably the best book. Noted. Uh oh, tonight's movie has briefly been mentioned. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, there's other stuff I hand I hand wrote really quickly for the last headline. Um Brain Dead, which was released in the United States as Dead Alive is a zombie movie by Peter Jackson. It's one of his first movies. There's an interesting reason that the zombies get created in the movie. There's a Sumatran rat monkey that gets put into a zoo, bites somebody, and spreads zombie fever through the whole town. Um, there's other reasons why this movie is legendary, but I don't, we don't have time. We have to do a whole episode. But they're putting that on 4K finally, which is good because the original cut of Brain Dead is really hard to get on DVD. Actually, I have it on Laserdisc because that's the only way it was released. <laughs> yeah, because it's a scarce movie, but it's worth tracking down. Um, but now everybody can have it on 4K. And then, surprisingly, like at the end of next month or the beginning of June, they're going to put Dog Soldiers on 4K, which is actually – we have a giant list of werewolf movies, folks, that we're going to be covering, and that's one of them. So Ooh. I think next month we're going to start like trying to pre-order them for our listeners. Like Maybe we'll do like giveaways and be like, listen to us talk about werewolf movies and then get this werewolf movie on 4k we'll do a few of those that's something we look forward to if they stick with us next month now tonight's movie we're there (laughs) um in part two of our coverage of tony scott movies we're doing a few of his movies this month days of thunder so this is like the first movie set in the fast-paced world of nascar kind of a rivalry between two hot shot racers they got cole trickle played by tom cruise 
in one of his first interesting movies, and like at this point, you're not mad at him. Like he's not so Tom Cruise that you're Tom Cruised out. Like I guess depending on when you've seen this movie, if you saw it back then, you'd probably be happy with it. Now you might be Tom Cruised out. I'm not sure. And then the other character, Rowdy Burns, played by Michael Rooker, in the first movie that I saw him in. So they get injured. One of them can't return, and so the other one's going to race in his car. Rowdy can't get back because he has like, you know, he gets sidelined by injuries. But then Cole's like, "Yeah, I'll race your car." Help support your family, whatever. Try to win Daytona against another racer whose name is Russ Wheeler, played by Carrie Elways, who you might know from The Princess Bride, a couple of other things, maybe the Saw movies, or a more apt, modern uh, listing of his credits. And then you get Robert Duvall as the road chief who talks to the cars, helps build uh, the race car for Cole. They have, like, ridiculous names with totally fictional names. Cole Trickle, Rowdy Burns. Russ Wheeler, his name is literally a car term, but whatever. Um, Randy Quaid pops up as the guy who wants to take his used car business to NASCAR, and he sponsors the first car that they have. And then, I don't know, is there a betrayal? Maybe some minor betrayal, but, you know, he helps him in the end, so we'll see. Uh, Dave, you bringing those dangerous facts, or are we just going to go to the Savage Stew this week? <laughs> no, I guess Dave. it's facts. <laughs> I keep changing what the second S word is after the savage part, but we'll, we'll figure out which which one fits. We'll get it. Um, so yeah, actually, uh, both uh, Tony director Tony Scott and Tom Cruise met their future spouses on the movie. Uh, Tony married actress Donna Wilson, and Tom met Nicole Kidman. Um, so between the Hunger last week and this movie, apparently Scott movies tend to uh, love us in the air on those sets. Apparently. Um, over 60 cars were actually purchased for this movie, and many were outfitted with cameras inside uh, for the race car scenes. Um, of those 60 cars, only two survived at the end of production. So that shows you how badly they got beat wow. up. Um, in addition to the car cameras, nearly 30 cameras and 60 cameramen were spread throughout all the arena scenes um, at real NASCAR events. And of all the footage they shot, only about two minutes of actual NASCAR footage that they filmed was actually in this movie. Um, and, uh, so the movie maybe, and we'll get into this later, but this movie actually went into production without a finished script with many scenes being written on the spot. Uh, cue cards actually had to be put into the car during certain scenes for uh, Tom Cruise to actually, uh, be able to act with the, what was written that day. Um, and it, what I found interesting, we can go, uh, I don't have time to go on and on about this, but actually many scenes in this movie were based on real events, uh, things such as the two rival drivers having to go to dinner to get, drive to dinner together. Uh, just the rental car scene, destroying rental cars was real or uh, based on a real event. Uh, the pit crew eating ice cream and not being able to take care of their car was a real story. So like they, they definitely drew from a lot of real stories and events for this movie. Um which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the three drivers are supposedly based on three real drivers. Um, Tom Cruise is supposed to be this race car driver named Tom Richmond. Mm. Um, Rowdy Burns, the Michael Rooker character, is loosely based on Dale Earnhardt. And the Russ Wheeler, Carrie Elway's character, is loosely based on a driver named Rusty Wallace. And an Oscar-winning screenwriter. I thought you were going to mention this, the Robert Town effect. They had Robert yeah, I, I should have thrown that in scenes. talking about the unfinished script. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. 
But but the thing I understand is is he got the credit, but it was really uh, and I should have written it down. I didn't put it in the fact. The writer there was like a writer's assistant attached or something. Yeah, it was like well, there was like somebody who writer. really wrote a script, but like town just changed things here and there, but got the full credit, and the other guy fought for his credit but didn't get it. Um, of all things, Tom Cruise is also credited with the script, so I don't know like how much that just seems like a total Tom Cruise moment. Like he walks yeah. into a room one day and he's like, "Guys, let's talk about the script." <laughs> and he's yeah. like. Oh shit! He's gonna change our whole movie. <laughs> you know. Uh, I wonder what scenes he's. Well, okay. Well, we'll get into favorite bits in a minute. Well, but. I mean, again, this I didn't put this in the facts, but I guess the idea for this movie came about because Tom Cruise and Paul Newman were hanging out, and Paul Newman's famous for actually racing cars, so he just thought, like, "Hey, I want to write a movie. I want to be in a movie about NASCAR." It happened. Thank you for bringing those dangerous facts, David. I do have to plug some more offers here because. I just have to. Um, <laughs> uh, from our friends at Paramount, they have a new movie called The Contractor starring Chris Pine, which is now in theaters and available on digital and on demand. When a discharged elite special forces sergeant played by Chris Pine is desperate to provide for his family, he contracts, keyword contracts, with a private military force and unravels a deep conspiracy, sending him on the run for his life. Buy or rent The Contractor and watch it today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Now I'm super excited about this other offer. So uh, if you're looking for wine on tap, you can try our new wine partner and to get that Napa experience delivered to your door every month. You get four bottles in every single one box. You can start fresh for six weeks. It's curated to taste. It's like having the vineyard come to your door. You can enjoy more by spending less. So grab our link in our show notes and use our promo code binge. I'm going to try box three because it's fruity. And I'm going to try box six because it's sweet and juicy. Ooh. Those are the those descriptions <laughs> sold me. And literally, our theme song, which I haven't even played yet. Hilarious. When they hear <laughs> the theme song, 20 minutes in. <laughs> that's the perfect time to play the theme song. So when they hear the theme song, it actually describes that they should be opening a box to drink out of, I believe. We'll find out. It's your fault, Dave. You got me distracted. <laughs> Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Hey, at least I'm trying to move the camera around for all the listeners that are watching and then and all the watchers that are listening. And also I had the offers on the screen for all the visible visible? Visible. Visual learners. I'm gonna fuck oh, there's a third one. (laughs) Smash your job tonight, folks. Glad that we're keeping you entertained with our infotainment. Um, we're at favorite bits. Jordan, if you want to lead the way, I'm just gonna be quiet for a little while. Um, definitely had some favorite bits. Um, one of them, I loved the wheelchair scene as they're like leaving the hospital and they're Darn running it. again, right? Darn Sorry, it. you know, because I think we go, I think we're track. supporting that. I think that's me. I think all three of us I had that it. in our rotation. <laughs> yeah, 
But I love a good like older man moment, like with like when you ha- when when there's like bonding with like a father figure or something. Mm. It just like always you know breaks my heart open, and it just should we just, uh should we start calling our dads now? I mean, call your dads, yeah, call yeah. your dad, call, call your dad, dad. Dad. call your daddies, yeah, listeners, you call your dads, ask about their knees, okay, see how they're doing. Definitely thought about my dad a bunch because I remember when Dale Earnhardt died, it was like a very devastating day in our family. Like my dad was devastated. He was such a NASCAR fan back in the day Mm. and it was just, it was a big moment. So thought about my dad a lot. Love you, dad. Um, But Dave, what are your, what are your favorite bits? Um, Well, uh, the the race car, the uh, wheelchair scene as well, but um, actually the, the rental car scene was pretty great. Um, some, you know, those, uh, any scene with any competition scene between those two is pretty fun. Um, the rental car scene is great, which is also a good piece of advice if you're ever going to do that. You know, make sure you get the the uh, rental insurance. Trust me, you're going <laughs> to. What just intentionally rent a thing to wreck it? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I mean, technically, I worked for a rental car company for about a year, and yeah, as long as you get their collision insurance, you can bring it back totaled and sign a waiver and walk away. <laughs> mm. I love what the valley guys. And come if you're gonna do that, do it like from her head. <laughs> Dave's camera froze at that moment, so I felt like big internet didn't want anybody to know that insurance secret. It like froze mm-hmm. them out, so they couldn't. You couldn't reveal that to the audience. They, so see, funny. here's the thing that's gonna suck. Watch, we're gonna be uh, sponsored by Hertz, who I used to. <laughs> oh no, Hertz like, oh, the, great. Hertz is the devil. Haven't you read the headlines for them lately? Like, they were like um, not recording when people return the cars. And then they were paying like Texas Rangers to go and get and arrest people for not returning the cars, but they had returned the cars. Ridiculous, dude. Hertz is a shady company. I don't care. Fuck them. They're they're so bad. It hurts. Oh, I have my own problem with Hertz. I know we had to rent a car from them. It hurts. If you ever feel like you're getting screwed renting a car, you are. That's just all. Mm. John, favorite bits. So I always thought this movie started with the highway scene. That I'll just call the stripper scene because when I was a child watching this movie, I thought she was a stripper. I never noticed the two other highway patrolmen standing there. I only noticed the girl. And like, the, I thought the movie started with the truck being pulled over to the road. And like, that was the beginning of this movie. Like, I watched this movie like six times. And I thought that's how the movie started. Because like, back in the day, you would flip through channels on your cable and then like, you'd just be, the movies would just be on and you'd have to watch them. So. Are you sure and you were always watching, like the Cinemax softcore version? No, no. It every time I turned it on, it's always at that scene. And I thought she was a stripper, but she's actually like a highway patrolman that does gigs on the side. It's very, the only, it's a not not plausible at all. But it's like a prank in the movie. I don't know. Um, so that scene, and then the wheelchair scene, as Jordan already mentioned, when they're racing because they're so competitive that they always have to race each other. Like Dave was talking about, they do it with rental cars on the way to a dinner. To a dinner that's going to decide whether or not they get to go back into racing, but they decided to wreck the rental cars on the way there. Um, and then Robert Duvall, the guy who's like building the cars for them, talks to the cars like they're alive. Like he's like motivating them to not not kill the racers during the race and like be good cars, behave. I guess giving them pep talks. It was so yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, a little Pixar moment for you, Dave. You didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. This is an in one eye out the other movie for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> Sorry. It has a good soundtrack. It's got um what's her name in it? Nicole Kidman. Got Nicole Kidman yeah. in it, David. Heck yeah. Okay. 
Which the, the trooper scene you. sets you up for there, obviously, you know, that that scene with Nicole Kidman. And it was just so painful to watch. I had to, like, put my fingers over my eyes to watch the doctor scene. Which when doctor scene? When he, he goes into he thought examine. she was a stripper, too? Yeah, and he thinks that she's oh. a stripper as well. And that is, that it, oh, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's so painful to watch. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then his, crew's, his, his road crew is like, no, that's really a doctor, bro. <laughs> Ugh, yep. Yeah. Um, binge now, binge later, or binge never. It was a binge later for me. I think if I didn't just watch Top Gun like a couple weeks ago, like it was the same movie, you know, he looks good in a helmet, whatever, you know, binge mm. later. So Dave, um, I'm going to use the very, <laughs> the, the not very often used uh, binge. Maybe if you're a NASCAR fan and you like Tom Cruise, sure. It's not a bad movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's horrible, but it's just, it was kind of boring for me. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of racing and loud noises, but I just like, I could not care less about anybody in this movie. I didn't care about the stakes. I didn't care about anything, <laughs> but uh, it was pretty harsh. It was a pretty movie to look at. It's well made. Um, Because of the flipping through channels rule, it's a binge now. If it's on, I will sit there and watch it. If I'm scrolling through YouTube and it's like, here's a, here's like the clip scene, I'll watch the clips. So then I have to give it a binge now. That's pretty accurate. And off the top of my head, there's only like four or five other racing movies. So the subgenre doesn't have a lot of entries. So this is like tops. Besides the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, Talladega Nights, which... Yeah. If you watched either one, you'd be like, oh, Days of Thunder is like Talladega Nights. Except for, clearly, the guys who made Talladega Nights saw Days of Thunder quite a few times and pulled some of the things. Like, um, Even to the point where Tom Cruise's car lit on fire, but he was able to get out of it in Days of Thunder. Um, in Talladega Nights, he just imagined that he was on fire, but still, it's clearly... You know, clearly the same reference, right? Doesn't he yell Tom Cruise right he, in the middle of the flaming yeah, scene, he, he too? Does yeah, actually, he's yeah. like, Cruise? He, he's he's like praying to all the gods he can think of, and then he goes to Scientology, and he's like, well, yeah. I gotta ask Tom Cruise to save me. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's other references in that movie. Oh, oh, the foreign racer that suddenly joins NASCAR. And in Days of Thunder, it's an English guy who suddenly is there in a, competitive, in a competing car. In Talladega Nights, it's a French guy, right? So... There's a lot of, obviously, similarities, right? And inside jokes. John C. Riley. Well, John C. Oh, Riley. and John C. Riley is in both movies. Dave, did you say that during the Dangerous Facts? I, I did not. That was just, okay. yeah, I should have mentioned that. But yeah, he's yeah. in both of those. And in fact, yeah, they really do kind of close, because uh, I watch about 40 minutes of Talladega Nights a day, and like the whole thing with Will Ferrell had to like be on rest for a while, so John C. Riley was taking his spot. Like, it was just, Spot on to Day yeah, of the Thunder. Yeah. Exactly what happened in Day of the Thunder, yeah. Kind of funny. Um, what, are we, what are we doing for fans? Okay, this week, the movie we mentioned earlier, The Contractor, the new movie from Paramount, if you like Chris Pine, if you're pining for Chris Pine, you're going to want to watch this action movie. We have copies to give away, video on demand. We have codes. So what should they do, Dave? Should they say something nice on our YouTube or say something nice on iTunes or something. Say something nice somewhere on the internet that somebody else will see in regards to... And then let us know. 
The ba- yeah, let us know. Otherwise, ben- how are we going to know how to get in touch with you? Okay, show us how you shared the love for our podcast, if you care at all, and we'll give you a movie for free. Where, and where should they it's show that? Pretty good deal. What do we like? Reviews. Reviews. Yeah. What do like to do? The R word. Five stars. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. That's the shameless self plug, people, that we don't often do, but got to keep the lights on at Dave's house. No, just kidding. Got to keep the lights on. I'm like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> we'll say it again. We're like in trouble tonight. <laughs> That's not six. Who's counting? All right. Uh, staff picks. If you watch something else because you didn't like Days of Thunder, David, then what else did you watch? But we're actually going to go to Jordan first because when we stay to order, we keep things running smoothly. I girled out all week. I watched, rewatched season one of Bridgerton, watched season, season two of Bridgerton. I just had to. The whole season? Both like, seasons. Whoa. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. I think I also saw on the Twitters you were also watching um, Is It Cake? Oh, definitely watched Is It Cake. Wait, so do you stalk people's Twitters but don't join in on the tweets, David? No. That's okay. Stalk my Twitter. It, 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 my email <laughs> should be like, like literally, I found out through my email. Like, hey, Jordan Savage tweeted about is a cake. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm wondering cool. where Andrew gets his glasses because they are fabulous, mm-hmm. and like, I don't wear glasses cool. out in public, but I would totally wear some of those funky frames out. What is this show about? Make it a podcast. What you is this show about? To guess, yeah, it's about these is bakers. it cake? <laughs> but What's it's weird? more complicated than that. I, no, I not the is it cake. Uh, Bridgerton, the Bridgerton oh. show. Oh well, I don't care. If people <laughs> look at the cake all day. <laughs> Stoked about as a cake. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, like regal romance. It's just super girly. And it's about, you know, women and like their only, you know, place in society is to get married to a wealthy man. And, you know, it's Jordan, which is true. What are you talking about? What is change? I make my own money. Okay. <laughs> I'll make my own money. Uh, I'll get a, I don't know, sugar baby or something. Just kidding. I can't afford that. But just saying, yeah, no, it was, um, it's good. It's just good because it's no, easy if, and it's about love. If you I'll had try. a baby, that would mean that you're in the power position of the sugar mama, right? That's what I'm saying. If I make my own money, then I would get a mm. sugar baby. Yeah. Mm. But no, I that can't. was my MO when we lived in LA. I was always dating older women. I had to get that free subway. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. Get that foot long. I almost said, and she could too, but then I didn't finish the sentence. I almost said, she could too, David. Don't tell anyone. Oh, man. All right, I guess that would be me next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jordan, there's uh, something wrong with your camera. You seem to be changing colors. I'm you reset purple. your lights. Okay. She's just perfect. I might just be moving in and out, so it's just like focusing on different lights, but. That was blush commentary. That's all. Oh, was it? It might get a little rosy. A little rosy. <laughs> So um, I actually watched quite a few things this last week, and they all seem to be like sexy picks, believe it or not. Um, so I watched, I went to the theater and I saw the new movie X, which is basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, with a bunch of people making a porn. Mm. And I will not tell you who the main killer is, but I would have never. Do they die because that. they're having sex? Is that old horror movie rule? Say that again. That is the old horror movie rule. Are they dying if because they're having sex, sex? You die. Um. Yes, but it's not. I don't want to ruin it. It's there's the main killer. I would have never guessed in a million years who the main killer of this movie is. Um, it would not have been on my bingo card guessing uh, what their motivation is. 
<laughs> people will have to watch it or if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about but you know check it out um john's pick from a few weeks ago i finally got around to watching minx on hbo max mm. and it might be my new favorite show uh it's right in my wheelhouse 70s porn uh people a group ragtag group of people trying to like make something happen from the ground up i love those kinds of stories uh, jake johnson is a great actor john john's a big fan um but uh yeah um great show check it out on hbo max and also another pick for a past pick from one from jordan i finally got around to deep water and i might have to have a discussion with you because i have thoughts about that movie and i need to like talk it out with somebody else who's seen it i'm here for you dave (laughs) (laughs) you can't tease us like that you gotta at least say a couple of spoiler to anybody who hasn't seen it like I, i need to know what her opinion is on people's motivation in the movie i'll just say that much because I don't want to spoil it for people who have not seen it. Okay, talk about their motivations. It's, it, no one's going to figure it out anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, fine. So, all right, spoiler alert who, who, for those who haven't seen it. Jordan, do you think, because they didn't explicitly say it or I didn't notice it. Did, did you just think it was a game between those two? Do you think his wife was getting off on him killing her lovers? I think, like, towards the end, that's kind of what it comes out to be, right? Like, she she knows that she, like, he's going and killing all of her, her lovers, right? Right. And she still does it. And then, like, he, he even admits it to her, right? But she, like, and then she starts engaging into her marriage a little bit more towards the end, right? Like, after yeah. she knows he's killed, like, what, three, four people? I just after a while, like in the in the course of the movie, and I don't know how long this relationship went on, but like he brought, th- like it's weird to believe he killed three people, and like she keeps bringing people over. I'm like, will you not learn your lesson? And then you're like, then I realize like the end kind of sold him. Like, oh, I, I think this is her kink. I think she like wants to like cuck her husband and then have him kill him. That's her kink. I don't know why. Yeah, I, like, that's it's, what I got. From well, it. I as you know, while, you got to keep the marriage fresh. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it takes. literally completely agreed like she totally gets off on him going and killing the people that she brings home yeah and that movie had the cutest little girl in it (laughs) she was so good i I was so happy they put in that little end in the credits of her singing uh to uh, the app or not abba the bg song i Mm -hmm. feel like dancing cute kid acting in this movie uh very weird movie but yeah (laughs) john what'd you watch someone was sharing something on facebook and so i tracked the movie down and i went down a total black hole rabbit's hole shouldn't have gone down this hole there's this movie called skins which i think is a spanish movie it's on netflix and uh you have to bleach your eyes after you watch this movie Hmm. so it's one of those movies where you're gonna like you know have to scrub yourself with bleach okay Figuratively, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not endorsing the audience to literally go scrub with bleach, but. Oh yeah. I so just watched a TV show where somebody, or no, a news segment where somebody purposely made themselves blind by putting bleach in their eyes. Well, everybody in this movie has like a deformity, but then other people like want to pay to take advantage of the deformities. Like one of the main characters has uh, a butt for a mouth and a mouth where her butt should be. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, but it gets very devious. So yeah. Oh, probably I'll be recording on that in a few weeks. It sums up my. <laughs> I know. Dave's like top of the top of my list, right to the top. 
yeah. That's all I'm going to be doing like lately. I'm not going to even come in with new new uh, picks. I'm just going to watch whatever you guys bring to the show. Wow. Over and over. That's fine. You could just watch what we talk about and then she'll watch the nostalgic movies that she missed. These are good segments. Oh, we should probably preview next week. Yeah, we usually end the show by previewing next week. I screwed up on the notes. We were going to do another movie from uh, Tony Scott because I think this will be the movie that wins people over for Tony Scott because towards the end of his life, he was developing like a new style of filmmaking and that came about with like digital editing techniques and after effects and like he was just i don't know how he reinvented his style like 30 years into the game but somehow he came out with like a new style in the early 2000s that was like very signature like more signature than anything he did in like days of thunder or any of his previous movies he suddenly in like two or three movies like maybe deja vu counts maybe but it's mostly man on fire and domino employ this new visual style that i don't know if he, he created it with like his editing team or how he got to this but my understanding, because I think I, because I think Man on Fire was the first movie to do it, and if I remember the extras on that, like he he also worked in a, he did a lot of TV commercials, so I think like he used the TV commercials as like experimental, you know, commercials to do uh, to create that style for the movies. I think he did it on pretty much all the movies after Man on Fire because he only had like five more movies after that: Deja Vu, Taking the Pell, One Two Three, Unstoppable. <laughs> Yeah, he died tragically, but I probably maybe we'll bring it up next week when we're doing like the finale of his movies. Maybe I don't think I'll don't talk about it at the end. We'll leave people on a downer. Um, so we'll watch Domino, guys, and then after that we'll start watching the Werewolf movies. Does that make sense? Word. Yeah. Okay. Exactly if you're following at home, go watch Domino and then tell us what you think about it, and then we'll be back next week to talk about it. I think uh, Jordan's already starting her sugar baby app. Yeah. So all these uh, all these power women can collect their sugar babies. Heck yeah! I'm taking applications now. Just kidding. (laughs) It feels like like there should already be an app for that. There's not. There's a ton for men, right? There's a ton for sugar daddies to hook up with sugar their sugar babies, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. yeah, somebody should go make like an app and make like a big bajillion dollars for like silver queens to go collect their sugar babies. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, those cougars, you know, okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, that was a dream. Trademark, was trademark, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So pay binge watchers a bunch of money for having the idea, but we're not going to, I don't have any technological skills to make an app. Mm-mm. That's why you go to a venture capitalist and then you find the people who can make the app. You, mm. You're the idea man. Get on that, Dave. We're going to be busy watching movies. I assigned it to right. Dave Jordan. Don't worry. He's got a... Perfect, Dave. Is it because I'm the closest to Silicon Valley? Is that- <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Start driving. Just going to start driving to Google. It's like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Google campuses have good cafeteria food, so they shoot down your idea. At least you can eat a good lunch. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to drive three hours one way just to uh, pitch an idea and have lunch. Yeah, make yeah. a day of it. 
there's only one Arby's in the whole state of Massachusetts, and I've contemplated, do I just go to Arby's? It's four hours away. Literally the problem the, is the same thing for me with In and Out. I'm like, so do I go mm. now? Oh, yeah. Mm. We just got them in the state. So where are they in Denver? We have three locations now: Colorado Springs, Arvada, and like one other. I can't recall. Which is the closest to a dispensary? Because they're going to clean house. Whichever location is next door. <laughs> Probably the all of is them. Gonna, is going to clean out. <laughs> Man, you can throw a rock and hit a dispensary around here. But yeah. Dang. Here too. <laughs> yep, definitely. You, Davia. Yeah. They're a little slow out here. They just started them. It's actually one across the street from my office, but I haven't gone in there yet. Which is so bizarre. I feel like Massachusetts and Colorado is like pretty similar on a lot of their laws when it comes to just like alcohol and serving and stuff at least in my experience i've noticed but yeah good night, good night. <laughs> <laughs>